Not until the end of the class. Ah, uh, okay. Please. Hey. This is my exercise. My dietitian told me. Who was here last year? Who was here last year? I know Joanne was here and her husband. And that's it, right? I don't really recognize anybody else. Um, so my name is Ricardo Da Costa, and um, I'm a certified Chinese nutrition counselor, Chinese herbalist, and I have a studio in Warwick um, where, besides doing nutritional counseling and making my own custom made formulas, I also teach yoga and meditation there. And we also host spiritual films on Sundays. It used to be Sundays, now it's on Monday nights actually. And um, it's really a pleasure to be here again. Uh, last year we had a great, great group, and uh, I'm sure it'll be as good as last time. Um, what we're going to be talking today, again, is, is going over the principles of Chinese nutrition, how it differentiates from Western nutrition, and especially targeting to, to how to remove that stagnation that usually gets accumulated during the wintertime. Um, in Chinese medicine, we say that the springtime is related to the liver and gallbladder. And a lot of times, or most of the times, most, most I would say that 98% of the formulas that I make in my practice are related to, the, to that channel, the liver-gallbladder channel. The liver hosts a lot of, a lot of toxins and stagnation from, from, from our lifestyle. Anything stress-related goes to the liver. So it's, it's very common to find that sort of dynamic in our culture. Um, but before we go any further, in order for you, for, for you guys to understand the, termolo- the terminology that I'll be using, I think it's important that we go over four elements that we use, always use in Chinese medicine, which is qi, blood, yin, and yang. Um, Qi is pretty pretty easy to understand. Qi can be translated as energy. It's just the energy that is within our bodies. And basically, your level of Qi shows the level of your health. You know, if you have good Qi, you have good energy. If you don't have enough Qi, then you're always tired. And fatigue, you may have like some uh, digestive problems also. Um... So usually the chi can, can either be deficient or it can be stagnated. If you have the deficient chi, as I said, you're, you're more than likely you feel really tired. And if your chi is stagnated, which is usually what happens during after the winter month, then you feel like like almost like your life is not flowing. You feel like heavy, you know, heavy and not related to 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 weight. You know, you you haven't gained any weight, but you just feel like things are not flowing, and you may experience pain. Especially women experience pain during their menstrual cycle, we say that there is some, some sort of chi stagnation there. If the chi is not flowing, then you know it's trying to push the blood, but it can't, and so it generates pain. Um, it also shows with emotional disturbances, when anytime you feel like you're up and down, that's also related to the chi. The chi is not flowing smoothly, it's just flowing, and then it's not flowing, and then it's flowing, and not flowing. So the idea in Chinese medicine is to determine where where your chi is, so that you can make it stable. So you can feel like, all right, you know, you can have a nice 
right instead of like this bumpy road all the time emotional roller coaster that we go to sometimes um, where do we get this chi from? mainly we say in Chinese medicine that the chi comes from two sources we have the prenatal chi and the postnatal chi the prenatal chi is, is the chi that comes from our parents from our ancestors so if they had uh, if they were in good health and they, they, they had a good lifestyle then we, we inherit that too Locally, it's only 5%. Our chi represents, or their chi represents 5% of our chi. So, you know, that's, that's one big difference between Chinese medicine and Western medicine. Western medicine, whenever they, whenever they have a disease that they don't understand, oh, that's, that's, it comes from your family. You know, like they like to blame whatever they don't know to your family. In Chinese medicine, it's not that case. You are 75% responsible, 75% responsible of your health. Um, actually, I'm sorry, 95%. 75% of that comes from the foods that you eat, and the other 15 comes from the earth, air that you breathe. So the food that you eat it is extremely important, because it's, it's 75% of your chi comes from the foods that you eat. So if you eat fast foods, mostly, then your chi will become like fast foods. It, it's like very heavy, you know, every time you eat fast foods, it feels great, it tastes great, but then later on, you feel not quite right. Something is going on. You don't know what it is. And um, and a lot of times when, when my clients come to me and, and, and I encourage them to do a little bit more cooking, they say, well, but it takes so much more time. And, and I'm like, just try for a week and then tell me how you feel. And usually they always experience the same. They start cooking more, they change a little bit of their diet, and although they're taking more time to do cooking, they they have more energy for the rest of the day so they're able to accomplish more than before. Because your mind becomes much more sharp when you're eating healthier than when you're eating uh, non-nutritional forms of foods. <laughs> and uh, so the spleen and the stomach are majors in, in, uh, in Chinese medicine. We say that that's, that's sort of like the beginning of all disease because that's where the qi gets formed. When we eat foods, it's up to the spleen and stomach to transform those foods into energy, into qi, and blood. So if the spleen and stomach is weak, usually you get, you get bloated. Why do you feel bloated? Because the stomach is not being able to transform the food, so the foods just simply stay there. And so you get either an accumulation of foods, which turns into qi stagnation, it's like food stagnation, or... Um, the liquids that you drink also, they have a tendency to stay there and so it generates what we call wetness or dampness which is also like a heavy feeling like you're, you're carrying sacks of water you know and uh, you know parts of the body have a tendency to swell to swell and you know and it's all water related but it's not water it's not that you're drinking too much water it's just, it's just that your body is unable to transform to burn the water into into what we call the, the yin, the fluids of the body. So it's very important to keep to keep a strong digestive system. So one thing that the stomach doesn't like it's it's cold. One thing that we do here is that anytime we sit at the table we have a glass of ice water. And it really makes absolutely no sense, at least in, in, in this way of seeing 
health because it calls down the spleen. And so then the actual function of the spleen is to warm foods because if it's warm, then it's able to transform the foods into, into energy. If it's cold, cold is, is cold. It's, it's, it's like ice, you know? So when, when, when ice is there, it's like a blockage. It's, there is no movement there. So, a lot of times, whenever, um, oh, I'm sorry, the other thing is, the other thing that, especially women have a tendency to go and, and, and eat a lot of salads when they want to lose weight. And obviously, yeah, you may lose some weight at the beginning because there's no calories in salads. But once you start eating foods again, then you're going to start gaining even more weight. Why? Because you have cooled down the digestive system with the salads. Salads are very cooling foods. You know, you eat them during the summertime. And during the summertime, it might make a little bit more sense because it's really hot out, so you need to sort of like compensate that. But otherwise, um, it, is, it is really not that recommended in, 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 in the way we see it. You know, you can have salad, sure, but it's also important that you have some soup, something warm before. And it, this really reflects the Italian personality. Anybody Italian here? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what type of personality do we see in Italian people? You guys tell me. What do you see in their personality? Are they quiet? Or are they feisty? Feisty, aggressive, and they like to eat. Right. Yeah. So, for that culture, it makes total sense to have a big plate of salad before they eat because they need to cool down before they put it in. No, seriously. You, if you see cultures... It's like amazing the way how they've done it in the past. If you see Japanese people, they're like very quiet. You know? All they have is like miso soup three times a day. You know, before they eat their meals, they have either a cup of tea or some miso soup. And so for them, it works out because they're usually the opposite. They're like more reserved, so they're always like sort of like on the cold side. So they need to warm up before they put any food in, and it will be easier for the digestive system to transform the foods into energy. Um... So then, if you feel, if you're feeling like fatigue and, and so like carrying weight and, and just like bloated and any sort of digestive issues that you may have, just try to switch that. Try to, try to avoid cooling juices and, and, and water and just have more soups and you will find, you're going to find it that, that it makes, it makes a big difference for you. Um... So that's in terms of how to gain energy from foods. Um, if you feel, if, if there was cheese stagnation, which is more like an, like an aggressive anger type of personality, like very irritable all the time, uh, then you need to like cool down a little bit because there is, there is, because the cheese gets blocked and it generates heat. You know, if things are not moving, with time they start like <laughs> swallowing and swallowing and swallowing until it generates a lot of heat. So, something that is really beneficial for that type of situation is what spring offers, which is greens. You go out to the woods now and you see tons of dandelions, right? You see that yellow flower? That's, that's, if you find it in your home and, and, and you don't spray your home with a lot of stuff, eat that stuff because it's great for the liver to remove 
stagnation from the winter months. The winter months is good. You need to do warming foods and heavy foods, you know, to keep you to keep you warm. But once the weather starts getting warm, then you need to switch because otherwise you will not be able to tolerate summer. Summer. Many people have such a hard time during the summertime. And many people have such a hard time during the winter time too. The people have such a hard time during the winter time. I see them eating bananas and mangoes and pineapples, you know, things that grow in the Caribbean where, where, where are meant to be eaten to cool down the body. So if you eat cooling foods during the winter time, you're going to feel cold. If you eat warming foods during the summertime, you're going to feel warm. You need to, you need to switch. And so this is one of the differences between Chinese nutrition and Western nutrition. Western nutrition sees vitamins, proteins, carbohydrates. Chinese nutrition sees seafoods into, into, into cooling and warming foods. And so depending on, on, on what type of personality you, you have, or what type of work you perform, then you, then you use different foods for that. If you work at an office where the temperature is about 60 degrees, even during the summertime, then you can still do soups and more like more foods that don't, um, don't stimulate too much movement because you don't really need to move that much. But if you're working outside, outdoors, then you really need you, need you need to spice it up a little bit just to like generate movement. And um, that's another thing too. People that work at office, like these days, it's such a hard. It, it's really hard to keep up with our lifestyle because most jobs are like very, very uh, sedentary type of jobs. So you spend all day looking at this thing in front of you. Nah, 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 and I can guarantee you that you cannot sit in front of a wall for more than an hour looking at a wall without feeling pain. But because you're in front of a computer, somehow you get distracted and it's all new and da 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 So you don't really feel it. But then you go home and, like, and your eyes are really strained. Your you know, shoulder, uh, shoulder and neck pain, everybody's experiencing that these days. I, uh, I recently went to a, to, to a workshop on reading the eye based on Chinese medicine. And uh, I have seen at least 50 people since I did this workshop. And whenever I go to the area where, where it shows the neck and shoulder, which you can check on yourself, you just sort of like pull the lid up. And above the iris, if you see, your, if you see veins there, like really strong red, then shows that the upper, upper back, shoulder, neck, it's, it's been strained. And sometimes you don't even notice. When I teach yoga, I, most of the exercise I have to remind people just relax your shoulders and everybody goes you know because we we're always uptight and this channel here is also related to the liver this is where the liver meridian the liver channel runs through and so you create tension there you're creating tension on the, your liver too and so it, be, it creates a lot of tension in general uh, so there is one thing one theory that we have in, in Chinese medicine which is the theory of the five elements and uh, and this goes fire, um, soil, metal, water, and wood. So this is. They have each element, and each element is related to a pair of organs. So here, let's say the fire is related to the heart and small intestine. Soil 
is related to the spleen and stomach. Metal is related to the lungs and large intestine. Water is kidney and bladder. And wood is liver and uh, gallbladder. So the way how they understand this theory, and this applies not only to medicine, but it applies to agriculture, it applies to feng shui. When you see feng shui, they talk about these elements, how you should or organize your home according to these elements. Um, astrology goes into this. All everything in, in in Chinese culture, philosophy goes is based on this on this theory. So their theory goes that fire from fire, you know, the ashes from the fire nourish the soil. From the soil is where we get the minerals. The minerals condensate and transform into liquid. The liquid nourishes the trees, the wood, and the wood eventually turns into fire again. No, so. In this theory, they say that each, each element supports the other element. No? So when, when your heart is in good shape, then it supports the spleen and stomach and so on. And there is the cycle of control, which is sort of like the cycle, they call it the cycle of destruction or control, where fire can melt the metals, right? Metals can cut through wood. The wood... The trees, when the tree grows, it sort of like breaks through the earth, right? The earth can hold the water in one place, like in a uh, lake or dam. And water, obviously, can stop the fire sometimes. Um, so what happens is that if one of, the, one of these elements is out of balance, it'll attack the other element, no? So when I was saying before that, that in our culture... Stress is like is huge and is is the cause of a lot of disease here. This is all related to this element here. And so, what happens when you're really stressed out or or like uh, anxious or depressed? You, it really goes and it hits the spleen and stomach, the digestive system. Usually, if you're really under stress, you can't digest foods well, right? You feel that, or if you're anxious. You, you feel like you, you want to eat a lot of food suddenly to like, sort of like satisfy that. But it doesn't happen. And what you're doing is that your digestive system becomes really deficient, really blocked, really tense. And so you may go to the doctor and the doctor will say, well, yeah, there's something going on there. Uh, take some, drink, you know, eat some yogurt or some, they, they will say, I don't know, maybe you should take some acidophilus, which is this healthy bacteria for your digestive system. And you may start taking that, but it, it doesn't seem to help. Why? Because the, the root of the problem is not here. And this is where, this is another main difference between Chinese medicine and Western medicine. Western medicine likes to, you know, I have a headache, alright, take this pill for the headache. Chinese medicine likes to find where this, this headache came from, come from, you know? So, yeah, somebody will come to me and I see that they have digestive disorders, then I will see like, okay, well, is this really coming from here? Or is it coming from from this other from from the root here? So it's almost like you have a tree and you have branches, you know, and the branches are the symptoms. And you can start working on, on cutting you know some of the branches, but you have to attack the root because otherwise the problem is gonna keep coming, you know, maybe in three months, maybe in a year, whatever. However long it takes, it's gonna keep coming back unless you treat the root. So if 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 I have a situation, if you have a situation where this is the pattern then what you do is that you try to work here. You try to sort of like remove some of that stagnation, either with diet or just... Uh, usually stagnation means 
means blockage. How do you get rid of blockage? With movement. You, you know, you incorporate some exercise into your lifestyle, even just for a walk, a healthy walk, a 30-minute walk every day, you'll be amazed what it does, what, what it can do to you. So, even just doing that will encourage some movement here, and once the chi starts flowing here, then, you know, the whole picture gets better again. Um, so, you know, these elements are related to the seasons too, so like, you know, it really makes sense that the wood element is related to the spring, fire element is related to summer. Soil is more like in between seasons, metal is fall, and water, the water element is related to uh, the winter time. So during the winter time, we eat warm foods to tonify the kidneys and bladder. You know, we have a saying in Spain where somebody that is accomplishing a lot of stuff, they say, oh, that, that man has strong kidneys. I don't know if you have something similar here, <laughs> but, but we do say that. It's very common to find that in, in all over Europe, actually. So, and it really makes a lot of sense. The, ki the kidneys are related with willpower in, in Chinese medicine, just like the liver is related with anger. Fire is related with joy. And um, soil is related with worry. So if you have a tendency to worry a lot, might be because there is a deficiency on the, on the spleen and, and stomach meridian. And metal is related with grief. Like, um, not, uh, it's more like you are unable to grieve. Like, you know, you have a death in the family and you're so uh, can care less about it, you know. Or you really want to grieve, but, but it's, it's really not happening. So, what I wanted to talk about today is how to get rid of, uh, of that, because this is usually what gets, what gets really stagnated after the winter month. So one thing that you can do is, is definitely incorporate greens into your diet. Dark green leafy vegetables like kale, collards, all those greens that people don't like. <laughs> but you can, you know, you can cook them, you can add, you know, garlic and olive oil if you don't have an excess of heat in your body. And, uh, and it, really, it really makes a big difference if you start incorporating these greens into your life. Greens, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people with antidepressants these days, right? People are taking, you know, they're really suffering. What is the feeling, how do you feel when you're depressed? You feel like you're like sinking, right? You feel like, you know? How do greens grow? They always grow upwards and outwards. So this is another thing that we see, in, and this may seem like very, very simple, but this is how it is. <laughs> you know, we study the energetics of food. So if greens grow upward and outward, so that's the foods that you, that you, that you give to somebody who's feeling always down. You know, and it really makes a big difference. The same if you have somebody who is always up and, and out, like with a lot of fire, then you know you gotta, you gotta chill out. You give them some meat, and meat is more heavy. You know, when you eat a lot of meat, you sort of like. Mm. You know, and then it may take a little while before you gain your energy again. But when you have a big meal with a lot of meat, when, you know, during Thanksgiving Day, then you, you want to pass out, you know. Usually you don't feel like, hey, let's, let's run a marathon right now, you know. So there is nothing wrong with eating meat, just as there is nothing wrong with just being vegetarian. Actually, vegetarian people have a little harder time with their chi because chi gets, gets really, um, meat is a great chi tonic. You know, blood, it becomes like straight energy from, from meat to, to your body. The problem here is that we eat too much meat. 
So instead of like the Chinese culture, the Asian culture, not just the Chinese, but like Chinese, Japanese, um, they have they have a, a big portion of grains and vegetables and a little piece of meat. Here we have a big portion of meat and potatoes and just like tiny little bit of vegetables. So all you have to do, you don't have to cut down your meat. You don't. You just have to increase your vegetables. You know, I, I as as you know, I never tell people you you should not. You cannot do this. All you have to do is do more of the other, do more of the good things, and then your own body is gonna sort of like slowly push away the so-called bad foods instead of trying to be so rigid about this thing that oh I cannot eat this, I cannot eat ice cream, I cannot eat ice cream. And the more you say yourself that, the more you're gonna want to have the ice cream. It's sort of like the uh, the cow. Uh, there's a there's the same way with the cow uh, reaction. The what? Horse and a carrot. Well, that's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> How is that? Yeah, you pull the cow through their tail and it goes to the other direction. You pull the cow through the tail. You would. Don't explain. You tipped a few over here. He wants to get away, so every it's Newton's law. Every reaction is a positive other action. Yeah. So that, you know... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> He's trouble. <laughs> and there are some foods that stimulate the flow of chi, but not in a healthy way. Usually people who have stagnation of chi crave a lot of chocolate. But what, what is... You know, if you really experience, if you really, if you become aware of what, how you feel when you eat chocolate, or what sort of energy you get from chocolate. Let's <laughs> Let's Let's go around. Let's just do one word. No, she said pass some around. Pass some around. Yeah, yeah. Get that chocolate. No, but it's all, it's all movement related. Right, it's an, it's an, uh, it's a feeling that it's related with movement. So so pretty much what you're craving is movement. Oh, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> right? Lots, lots of there, you can crave chocolate for two reasons. Either you crave chocolate for movement or you crave chocolate because of the pleasure of the flavor of chocolate. So, it's uh, very pleasurable. Yeah. So, but what happens? You eat the chocolate, you experience, you know, a good feeling, and then you crash. Why you crash? Because it's not, it doesn't last. It will last for as long as the, you know, whatever is in the chocolate that gives you that rush of energy is there. The moment is out, the sugar, yeah, the moment is out, then you go into a sugar, you know, your sugar level drops, and then you want more. Or now you go for coffee. Coffee is another one, you know? You, drink, you drink your coffee, and then a little later, you know, you crash, and now you want more coffee. And then you crash, and then you want more coffee. So but that up and down, that really kills you at the end. You know, I mean, kills you. <laughs> but, but yeah, you become so, so, like, unstable emotionally. You start reacting to things all the time, because... You're not centered. You are like almost under this uh, drug all the time, you know. Um, now, inter interesting enough, talking about hot beverages, the month of the year, or the month, the season of the year, where 
uh, green tea is drink the most in Japan. When do you think that is? Spring. I know. It's in the summer. Yeah, you know, because I told it last night. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? I remember. Is that hot green tea or cold green tea? Hot green tea. Hot green tea. Green tea is a cooling plant. It's a cooling herb. So you drink it hot, but it cools you down. So they drink they drink a lot of hot tea during the summertime, and it keeps them cold. Or cool, not cold, but cool. So that's the same. The opposite can be, you, you know, you can start eating a lot of salads during the summertime with a lot of red pepper, raw red pepper, and you start feeling really hot, you know? It's the red pepper. Even though it comes from the refrigerator and it might be temperature-wise cold, it has a warming energy, a hot energy. Same with garlic. Garlic is great. You know, it's a great, it's a great antibiotic, like a natural antibiotic, but it generates a lot of heat. So if you have, a, if you have issues with heat, if you're always hot, Sorry, you have to avoid garlic. There's They're nothing you can do about it. They're all looking at me because I'm bleeding out. You told me I can't. I told uh, me I can't have garlic. You can't have garlic. And I looked at him and I said, "Have you ever had broccoli raw without garlic and oil?" And he said, "Yes." Then you get problems with vampires. <laughs> and there needs to be joy in life, and garlic is joy. No, yeah. chocolate is. <laughs> I don't know, garlic, chocolate, yeah, both you for me. Then you have alcohol too, which is uh, like I say, <laughs> same energy, you know, like it, it gives you movement, but then you crash at the end. So all these stimulants. Alcohol is hot, right? Like, does that make Warm, it yeah, definitely. That's cool, baby. <laughs> And so th- that brings me to this, the other topic, which is, which is yin and yang. You know, how to understand the two, what, what do they mean? Mr. Workman. Mr. Workman. Yeah. Night engine, right? Yeah, he knew because he came back. And he just had female. I was going to say, we just have the females the last time. So like the, the dark it's it's in the bottom and, and the 
white one is rising. Um, but they, you know, there's nothing that is completely yin. Yin is dark. There's nothing that is completely yang. So within yang, there is a little bit of yin. Within yin, there's always a little bit of yang. So we can say that yin is, is sort of like nighttime, dark, cool, passive. Um, well, yang is more active, more um, sunny, um, definitely warm. So the youngest time of the day will be noon time. The yinest time of the day will be midnight. Within the body, this is the warming aspect, aspect of the body, and this is the cooling system of the body. This is sort of like uh, your, the antifreezer in your car. Right? And so what happens if your car runs out of antifreezer? It gets hot, overheats. So the same happens in the body. If you deplete your body of yin, which is the calming, cooling aspect of your body, then you're constantly feeling hot. But it's a hot, it's a, it's a feeling of hot that it, it doesn't last, it doesn't, it doesn't stay all day. It's more like, like hot flashes. Yeah, even though you may not be going through menopause, you're experiencing hot flashes, or, or what we call heat in the five temples, which is the, the palms, the soles of your feet, and your chest. That's what we call yin deficient, which is, um, so we can say, and these are the two tanks, the yin and yang tanks in your body. And they should, be, they should both be full in order for you to feel balanced, no? So what happens sometimes is that this guy is half full. So it may seem that you have an excess of yang in the body, so you experience heat. But really what's happening is, is, um, is that your, your yin is deficient. So if your yin is deficient, it's really, this is a very hard... Um, Not hard. What's the right word? It's very unpleasant because first you are very, very easy to get angry. Like angry, but it's not an angry that something needs to build up. No, this is like a quick temper, like the quickest temper out there. Um, and and it's very hard for you to fall asleep in sunny. You stay up all night. Why? We said before that uh, nighttime is yin. So during the nighttime, the yin in nature gets stronger and sort of like embraces the young, embraces the, the, the warming, the active aspect in nature, so nature sort of like goes to sleep. But that can happen only if the yin is strong, or stronger than the yang. If your yin in your body is weak, then the yin is trying to, to embrace the yang, but the yang keeps on rising. Heat rises to the top, right? So heat, the heat keeps rising, and so your mind gets really active at night. And it can be good for some people that work at night and they really need to use their mind and, you know, some people feel like they're more active at night time. So that usually shows that they have, you know, they have either an excess of yang or, or their yin is deficient. And it's very easy for our culture to be yin deficient because yin is, is it gets filled with, with vegetables, with, with lots of vegetables and fruits. If you don't eat enough fruits, then you become yin deficient. Or if you eat a lot of hot stuff, which is usually the problem that we have, males, that we, you know, we have a tendency to, to like our food 
spicier than than most women do. And so you start eating hot foods all the time, hot foods all the time, and anything you bring heat into the body, you are draining your 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 cooling fluids just by eating hot foods. You know, you bring something hot next to water, and the water will evaporate, right? So it's the same the same sort of idea. So if you want to drink, if you want to eat your your spicy foods, just make sure that you eat fruits at the end too, to like compensate. It's all about bringing balance. If you like to drink coffee, you know, then drink water too. You know, for each one each one cup of coffee that you drink, take two cups of water. See if you can handle that. But <laughs> <laughs> coffee by itself is a diuretic, so then you're drinking water and you'll be in doctor mode. Right? Um, but it really needs to be that way because because coffee is, it, it really depletes the body of yin. It depletes the body of fluids. If you are fluid deficiency, then you will be blood deficiency too. We understand blood as another fluid in the body just a little thicker, you know. And so what happens when you're blood deficient? Your memory is very is very weak. You have no memory because there is not enough blood to nourish the brain. When you bend forward or you're spending time doing things on the floor and suddenly you come up, dizzy, you know? Um, or you come home and you have all these dark spots all over your body and you, you, never, you, you don't remember when, you know, how... How did it happen? Like, I don't remember hitting myself against anything. Usually that shows also, like, blood deficiency. Obviously, anemic people are blood deficient, too. Um, your menstruation is very weak. You may have no menstruation at all. I had one, one woman that I was working with. She was 36, 30, 36 or 38, I don't remember. And um, she hasn't had her period for the last two years. And I thought, well, I mean, you're kind of young for that, you know? And um, you know, I started working with her, and I said to her, don't be surprised if your period comes, you know? Because I give her a, a formula to tonify the blood, because she was very, very blood deficient. And in less than two months, her period came back. And uh, she wasn't very happy. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, things have to be in the right way, the way how they should be. And... Um, your skin can become really dry too if you're blood deficient or yin deficient because there is not enough fluids and the fluids are the ones that nourish, you know, the skin. Um, another thing about about the liver stagnation, this stagnation here, which is somehow related to the fluids too, is that you become very stiff, like like it, you have a really hard time bending or or just moving. You feel like you know, like you need to put some oil in there, you know? And it really it really is that's what you need. You know, you really need to 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 increase uh, like fruits and vegetables so that your yin fills up. So that's those sort of fluids is, is that's what the yin is, sort of like the lubricating system in your body. Um, something else that it's important, obviously, when, when when there is stagnation here, there is usually anger. Um, that's why meditation is becoming so popular these days. Just to, like, calm your mind, like, chill out, you know. Um, so any practice that, that sort of, like, stimulates relaxation is very important. And you'll be able to accomplish more if you take even just 10 minutes a day of doing nothing, sit, either sitting 
or reading a book that is somehow inspiring or uh, something like that. Uh, anybody has a question so far? We said eating food. Juice do just as okay? Juice? Juice is okay for people who have heat. So if you if you so anything when you think of heat, think of um, you know if you're constipated, if you have constipation, that it's almost like it's it's, it's a heat related related pattern. There is heat. There is a deficiency of fluids. The stools become dry. Constipation. So if you if you're constipated, if you have a red complexion, if your eyes are red when you wake up in the morning, they're itchy. Um, Another thing that shows is in your tongue. Your tongue usually has a coating. That coating, if it's heat, is, is more yellow, yellowish. If it's cold, if you're a cold type of person, then it's more white, like whitish. Um, so the yellow shows heat. When you, have, when you have a cold and you have phlegm coming out of your nose, if it's yellow, it's a, it's a hot-related cold. It's a heat-related cold, so you have to take antibiotics. Because, you know, they say if you have, if it's yellow, you have a, like an infection. Infection is heat. So you take antibiotics. Antibiotics is very cooling. So that's why when you, when you take a lot of antibiotics, they want you to, to, to take yogurt too. Because the cooling aspect of the antibiotics really hurt the stomach and spleen. In terms of Chinese medicine, that's how we see it. In terms of Western medicine, it kills your intestinal flora. So you have to replenish it with, with yogurt. So, uh, so if you do have any of those symptoms, then juices is great for you. And that's another thing, like that. This is why raw foods is becoming so popular in the U.S., especially, especially in the West Coast, because like our lifestyle is is so heat related. It's, it's such a heat generated lifestyle that you know when people start eating raw foods they feel great they feel alive and they now they claim that this is the only food that should be eaten in the entire world say well you know it works for you but it may not work for somebody who who is a cold type of person you know they can get really weak and it can be very very really bad for them so it always depends you know it always depends and if you want to do juices just try to do juices at home don't buy juices from the grocery store because then it has all kinds of stuff in it plus sugar what about dairy products dairy products there's that's that that's another thing there's a lot of things out there oh don't do dairy or do dairy or you need your calcium you can get all the calcium you need without eating dairy from vegetables from especially green vegetables kale broccoli you will be amazed the amount of, of calcium that is in dark green leafy vegetables. So you don't really need the dairy for that. Uh, but if you like your dairy, you can do dairy for as long as you don't feel mucus in the system. As long as if you get a cold, stay away from dairy until the cold goes away. Why? Because the cold, the dairy, dairy generates dampness and it then it generates mucus in the system whether you like it or not. Unless you have a very, very strong digestive system, a lot of heat, so anything you put in there gets <laughs> burned, you know? Then it's okay, or if you do a lot of exercise, then you can burn it all. But if, if, if you feel like you're, you know, you're getting like stuffy nose or stuff like that, then stay away from there for a while, then come back to it. But in general, it's better to eat cheeses that are made from raw milk. 
What about someone that uh, can't have, that can only have a limited amount of green vegetables because of medication they're on? Wow, what kind of medication is that? Uh, <laughs> it's blood thinner. It's a blood thinner. I'm saying he has a... Yeah, but nobody knows what that to buy. His blood is too thick. More platelets. Okay, right. his, his blood is too thick, so they have to take the blood. Too thick. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if he, it, like I had to not be having my green vegetables because he would be eating them and he wasn't supposed to. And they had him up to 22 milligrams of cuminate a day. Mm-hmm. So now that he's cut back a lot on his uh, green vegetables, which... Really, obviously, he should be having them according to what you've been saying, but he's down to 12 milligrams. Mm-hmm. But it really affects him, and he can get another blood clot and drop dead, so I can't yeah. get a chance with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it really makes sense. You know, we blood gets filled with, with greens. You know, that's why greens are so... I, I really encourage people to, to, to take drink, to take greens. Um, you know, from the, the process, what is the name? There is a name of that process that transformed the greens from chlorophyll to hemoglobin. There is a name for that. Photosynthesis. Oh, yeah. And so you can get your blood from two ways. You can get your blood straight from the meat, which is straight blood, or you can eat what the cows eat to get their meat, you know, which is which is grass, you know. But is there anything comparable to so, a vegetable that doesn't have that much vitamin? <coughs> that would give you the same effect as eating Yeah, the only thing that I can think of is the grasses. The, but that's more like a supplement, and they're not very tasty. <laughs> but like, like wheatgrass, barley grass, all those green vegetables, like a green vegetable product, you know, like a, one of those powders that you can mix with water. I mean, he's not even allowed to have green tea or cranberries to, to, to access. Wow. Because they both affect the cumin level. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, but since his is so severe that he has to go weekly for the yeah. blood work. <coughs> um, I don't know that. So I, I mean, I... Why, why do you want him to eat the greens, though? Well, you can use all of the other vegetables that are cooling without having to use green okay. vegetables. So any other vegetable like fruit? Yeah, fruit, you know. And uh, that's one of the lists that you will get tonight. Okay. It's a list of all these, all, these, all these vegetables and fruit. And another thing why I would like people to have greens is because of the fiber content in these greens. You know, if there, are, if there is fiber, there is movement. If there is no fiber in foods, there is no movement. Just period. You eat, you eat white rice, potatoes, and meat, you end up constipated. There is no fiber in there. It's really hard. And so, that's why I really encourage people to take a lot of dark green leafy vegetables. But if you can do dark green leafy vegetables, then you, then you do maybe more whole grains. Because whole grains, there's fiber in it. Or you take some of the, some of the other vegetables that have a lot of fiber in them too. You know, so there's always a way to play with, with that. Um, Last time, didn't you tell us that it's not good to have that it's better to have vegetables that are a little bit cooked too because of like yeah what happens though is that this was I, what I was saying at the beginning the spleen likes to be dry and warm it's it's almost like 
like there, there is a pot inside of inside of your digestive system, and then the spleen is sort of like the fire underneath the pot. The pot is the stomach. So food goes into the stomach, but it's up to the fire of the spleen to burn the foods, and and so the foods can be transformed into chi. That's the what's what we call the process of trans- transformation and transportation. So it's transformed into chi, and then the liver transports that to the rest of the body. So when you eat a lot of salads, then you cool down the fire of the stomach. If you cool down the fire, there is no way digestion can happen, unless you are really active. So if you work out, it's really hot out, and you know, you're really doing a lot of movement, then you can do salads, because you, you know, your, own, your, own, your own body will, will do the work. But otherwise, otherwise, it's better to, to at least steam your vegetables. Now, during the summertime, it's really hot, right? So you can do, you know, up to like 55, maybe 60% raw vegetables and 40% cooked. But you always have to make sure that you eat cooked vegetables too, cooked foods in general. Part of the chi that, that gets built in, the, in our body is the dis- defensive chi, which is like sort of like a layer right below the skin that protects you from pathogens, you know? So this defensive chi, if it's not built, then during the summertime, there's a lot of people who get a lot of cold during the summertime, right? It's like almost like that's the time when people get more, more cold. Why? Because usually there's a tendency for people to do mostly cooling foods during the summertime. Mostly raw, not cooling, but raw. If you do cooling foods that are cooked, it's okay. But if you do raw, 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 raw juices and, and sugars and da, 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 ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, you deplete your defensive chi, and then any any bacteria out there can really you know easily enter your body. So you always want to make sure that even though it's hot out, to still eat your foods warm. It doesn't have to be hot, but it can be warm, room temperature, not cold. That's that's it makes a big difference though when 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 it's like that. Um, wearing green color also helps <coughs> the liver. What was that? <laughs> no, it doesn't like green. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm not a green person. Like, it's an easy How does it help? <laughs> because they, it, it's again these these elements they have association with colors, with emotions, with foods, with with organs. So the the color that is associated with the wood, which is the spring season, is the the green color. So the green color sort of like nourishes the liver. Or the liver system. We don't we don't like to use the word liver because you think that there's something wrong with your liver. In China, when they came up with this whole theory, it was two thousand years ago. They didn't know where the liver was, but somehow when they translated to our our language, then they decided to call it by the same name. Which everybody that studies Chinese medicine says that it, it was a mistake because it's very confusing when you talk to people. Oh, you told me I have something wrong with my kidneys. Well, no, it's not really the kidneys. It's, it's the kidney system. Within the kidney system, yes, the kidneys are there. But there, it doesn't mean that there's something, you know. You can see if the liver system is, is, is stagnated, sure, there might be something wrong with the liver, so you may want to do a checkout. But, you know, it doesn't really... It, it's not as specific as like, like that. So, yeah, the green color... Um, really benefits the liver. Uh, the liver 
shows itself through the eyes. So people, uh, people with with yellow, you know, they say they have hepatitis, you know, or um, red eyes, they drink too much, you know. They have a that's another kind of that's that's another yeah. Um, the other thing that happens with the stomach and spleen when you don't digest your foods properly when you eat a lot of salads and stuff like that it generates that that dampness that I was talking about that wetness accumulation of water if the accumulation of water doesn't get um, transformed then that water gets thicker with time it gets thicker 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 and now instead of being dampness now it's phlegm so it's like a stickier liquid you know and that phlegm cannot be stored in the spleen and stomach, but it gets stored in the lungs. So a lot of people, you know, coughing and coughing and always having phlegm, it's actually coming from a weakness of their digestive system. And what happens too is that from the lungs, it can go into your heart. And if it goes into your heart, then goodbye. Because then, then that's when you get heart attack, and people get a heart attack without ever having any heart problems. They don't understand. And it's not like I can understand better than them, but it's, it's just how they explain it in Chinese medicine. It's phlegm. So this sticky is so sticky. It's, it's like what, what causes the, uh, you know what they say, uh, they, they have to clear your, your arteries because they're too thick, you know? It's, it's this phlegm that gets in the blood. And so it's like, it makes this, the circulation of blood very, very hard. So what you do, you have to really work on like on on removing this this phlegm from your body, uh, and it all comes from from keeping your digestive system strong. So things that deplete your digestive system is is really cooling foods, ice cream. It's not that you cannot do ice cream, but you don't have to do ice cream every day. You know, you want to do ice cream once a week. Sure, but then the rest of the week, then eat healthier foods. You want to eat pizza on Sunday? Sure. But then, you know, don't eat pizza every day. Don't eat burgers every day. <laughs> Look at pizza. Flour, yeast, sugar, and cheese. <laughs> the four together.
because those minerals are needed. So if you're going to take sugar, just take sugar in its raw form. Sucanac is a great sugar. Um, you can get it at a health food store, but better than that is stevia. I don't know, have you ever heard of stevia? Stevia is a plant. <laughs> And yes, now you can get a yes, drop I right She has it in a bottle probably as we speak. Yes. <laughs> it's very sweet. It's really sweet. But it doesn't raise your blood sugar. Which is, it's great. You know, especially for people with, with uh, low sugar issues, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't create that roller coaster. And it comes in a liquid form, or it comes in a powder form. <coughs> Tastes horrible. Like if you just oh yeah, that, and if you yeah. eat too much, it can get bitter. Yeah, that too. Yeah, you have it, it's very strong, so you just have to use a little. A little is enough. And then you get used to. Oh, can you bake with that? Can you bake with that? Sure. Yeah. You probably need less than sugar. Um, what about honey? Honey's good too, uh, but honey does create that. You know, it really raises the energy. I need to get rid of my allergies. So you do honey for that? Is that what you're saying? Bee pollen is better if you're doing some sort of a honey-related product. Bee pollen, it's like a supplement that you can take that strengthens the immune system. Honey, um, anything that, that creates that, that raises the sugar level up too high and then it crashes, is depleting your... your uh, your immune system in a way too. Okay. Your defensive chief. So, um, do you guys know that we're actually like bees are, are getting extincted? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're just disappearing. Yeah. So if you well, eat. Well, we keep swatting. Huh? <laughs> 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 Why are they? Why are they getting Why? Well, there is, there is one theory that is because of the. Uh, the uh, the, the, the genetic, uh, genetic yeah, GMOs, you know, and, and, and all that is, is, although they, at the beginning they had it in one area of the country, you know, because of the air and the plants and the, the animals take, you know, seeds from one area to another, then the whole country is being polluted with that. I mean, not the whole country, but a lot of it. And so then the bees, you know, are dying. If you have, we have no bees, we have no squash, we have no... Uh, a lot of a lot of fruits and vegetables. So uh, maybe we should leave the honey for the bees. Agave is a good substitute. Agave too. That's a good one that doesn't raise the sugar level in the blood. Yeah. Um, so great for foods that are good for the spleen and, and, and stomach are foods that are sweet, but not not. Um, just naturally sweet, like in a way, meat is sort of sweet. If you eat raw meat, it, it has sort of like a sweet flavor. Um, deer meat is a great, great, great cheap tonic. Oh, oh, I paid you twenty dollars not to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he didn't. That's because you can't <laughs> too much meat, it creates stagnation. That's the problem with meat, that meat is very hard to digest. But if you eat a little bit, then, you know, you get good chi from it. But if you eat too much, then it depletes your chi. 
it's like a tricky situation. Uh, but sweet potatoes, you guys like sweet potatoes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet potatoes with a little bit of ginger butter, that's a great cheat tonic. Uh, winter squash. No, winter squash. Winter squash. Yeah. Carrots, cooked carrots. You know, they're all sort of like round and sweet. So they all nourish the spleen and stomach. Spices, spices like ginger and uh, cinnamon. You know, they did an experiment, I think I told you this, the yeah. apple pie thing, uh, where they have people, a group of people taking apple pie and another group of people having blueberry pie. And they figure that, you know, the people that were doing the blueberry pie, their sugar level was not, was not getting high. So we're like, well, maybe it's the blueberries, you know, it wasn't the blueberries. Well, maybe it's the dinner. And they discovered, like, oh, maybe it's the apple. It was the cinnamon. The cinnamon was, the cinnamon lowers the sugar level in your blood. So if you want to have something sweet, something sugary, and some cinnamon to it, and then, you know, you sort of, like, compensate that. Doesn't that make you warm, though? Cinnamon is warm. <laughs> cinnamon is hot. Um, so you can... <laughs> yeah, I, no, ginger. <laughs> That's like, we, 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 <laughs> But it doesn't take, you see, like, what you do is that you do that for a while until you build your in. And I can see, you, know, you were saying today that now she goes to a restaurant, now she has to ask, you know, the air conditioning is too high. Right. Uh, 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 <laughs> when at the beginning, you know, like, all, all you could see was her face was constantly red, you know, fire rising up, you know. So you That's because again. <laughs> so you cool it down and then once once it brings back to balance then you can start doing that again without depleting you know the other part um how about like fish oils fish oil is great for the liver too especially when you feel stiff you know so that's that's a product that uh, is there some better than others I really like Nordic Naturals. It's a brand. Um, they um, they get all all their oils from. Uh, I wonder if it's Scotland, somewhere over there. <laughs> but that they they're really they're really good source. And what I like about them is that they have the cod liver oil with a lemon flavor. And a lot of times, at least it's my experience, that anytime I took fish oil. It gave me like burps, you know, mm-hmm. and then you have this fish oil taste that is disgusting. So the good thing about Nordic Naturals is that it doesn't really give you burps, and it tastes good. So it's like, oh great, you know, health food store usually. Is that a, is that a, a capsule or is that it's, a, it's a capsule? Yeah, it's either they have it either way. They have the the actual oil that you can take like a spoon of oil in the morning, or you have or you have the the pills, it's like a gelatin pill. Cod liver oil is truly a miracle. Yeah, no, cod liver oil, I mean, the... Yeah. Yeah, and you see the people that that <coughs> ate that sort of foods, you know, they never had any sort of heart problems. You know, people in, in, especially the west coast of Spain, they eat so much sardines, you know, sardines? Yeah. Like, they eat piles of sardines, you know, and there's a lot of that omega-3s in sardines that you cannot find in and most fishes, and these people eat a lot of fat, and they don't have any heart issues, you know. So it always depends, you know. It's not really the fat, it's the quality of the fat that you eat, you know. If you were doing that with corn oil, that 
won't give you a week.
either through foods or some sort of like a calming exercise, some breathing exercise before they go to bed, and then they can calm down and fall asleep. Active dreams, nightmares, all that, that's all related to, to that. Joint pain be caused by stagnation? Joint pain? Joint pain is definitely stagnation, but it can be it can be cheese stagnation, or it can be blood stagnation. If it's cheese stagnation, the pain moves. Today's here, yesterday was here, the day after tomorrow is here, you know. Blood stagnation is fixed, it's one particular place all the time. And that blood stagnation can be due to cold. A cold uh, there's, there's cold inside of the body, and, it, and it, trapped, it gets trapped in one location. And so the cold generates the pain, because that part of the body there, nothing is moving there. It's like ice. It's like... So that generates the pain. So then you work on, on warming, with warming foods, and usually, usually, you know, you feel better. But it can be, it can be pain due to heat, too. Heat can cause stagnation, too. So it, it always depends. There is a saying in, in Chinese medicine, let's see if I got it right. It's like one disease, different treatments. What is it? Different symptoms, one disease, one disease, different treatments. Something like that. Basically what it means is like two people come to a Western doctor with arthritis and the, the doctor gives them the same medication. You know? Two person comes to a Chinese doctor, one has arthritis, the other one has, I don't know, depression. They get the same medication. Because they, they study in a different way. You know, the, the Chinese doctor will do the same history report, but then they will do some other things. And then they, they, they may see the same pattern. So according to the pattern, they have the same thing. They give them the same remedy, and then it works, out. It works pretty well. But at disease, when somebody comes to a Chinese doctor and says, oh, I have insomnia, that doesn't mean anything. You have to like, okay, what else is going on with you? Because it can come from so many different areas. So you have to really sit down with the person and ident- try to identify what's going on. Once you have, Chinese medicine, everything is organized into patterns. So three symptoms make a pattern. One symptom doesn't, doesn't mean anything. And then once you have the pattern, which there are not that many, it's about 32 patterns that, that, that you have to choose from. Once you identify the pattern, there's an acupuncture treatment for that, there's an herbal formula for that, there's dietary recommendations for that, there's Tai Chi exercises for that, there is, uh, what else? And there's massage, acupressure for that. So all, all the practitioner has to do is try to figure out what the pattern is. Once you have the pattern, everything is there. The formulas that, that I use today are formulas that have not changed for the last 2,000 years. Same formula for the same patterns, great results. That's another difference. In, in Western medicine, very rarely you check all books to figure out what to do today. You know, usually it's like every, you know, every year is changing. Something new, something new, something new. The old is not valid anymore. In Chinese medicine, it's the opposite. You go through the old books to understand what's happening today. Somehow, whoever whoever was there back then, they were really in tune with what was going on. 
and things have changed. You know, they have like maybe different techniques these days, but in general, it's it has been kept the same way for. I mean, seriously, a formula two thousand years old. I it's amazing, and it works. It works like so specifically. It works. Traditional herbs mm-hmm. are ceasing to exist. They're just vanishing from existence. Bec- the plant itself is becoming extinct. Yeah, well, there's a big market, you know, and there's so many people buying this stuff, you know, so you can only have that much. And part of those, those are mostly the animal related parts. In Chinese medicine, they use animal parts, vegetable parts, and minerals in their formulas. So here we usually use mostly the vegetable parts because we're not, you know, it's illegal to bring gold blood from a bear. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, all that stuff. And that's another thing that is very similar between the Native American culture and the Chinese, the traditional Chinese culture, which is anytime you had a disease of, of, a, of a specific organ, you will eat that organ from another animal to, to, to feel better. So here, anytime the Native Americans have any issues with their with, with their liver, you know they will do the same. They eat liver from other animals. You know. Um, so obviously, you know, if you the healthier the healthier your foods, the not the healthier but the cleaner the the. the you can make the effort to eat organic foods, the more energy you will have from the foods that you eat. It's the foods, the foods, foods that travel all the way from the West Coast to reach your plate, by the time they reach your plate, they have no energy. The foods themselves, they have no chi. Instead of instead you go to the farmer's market and you get, you know, fresh vegetables that has been harvested in the last, you know, week or so, and boom, much better energy. And cleaner too. And so the liver deals with all those toxins from the environment, from from lifestyle, all that gets into the liver, you know. And greasy, fatty foods, again, goes to the liver. The liver is trying to do something with that, but if it's too much, then it gets it gets swollen. People are always angry, depressed. All that is related to the same. What about in the winter time when you really don't have fresh foods and you're eating, you know, great things like winter squashes and stuff, but they've been sitting for a month or two? Yeah, but those foods are foods that could be can be stored for long times without losing their chi. Why? Why? Because Why? of the way they grow. They grow inward. They you don't uh, eat the outer part of it. You eat the inner part. Uh, most of the time, you can eat the skin too, but most of the time, you eat the the inner parts of the vegetable. Those foods you can keep for a longer time, and then you peel them, and then you can still see brightness inside. Yes. You know, some of the some of the summer foods, you know, leeks or celery. You know, you keep them too long, and then they. <laughs> yeah, when you eat your greens, when you go to the to, to the grocery store to eat your greens, just make sure that the greens are crispy. You know, and when you cook them, don't please do not cook them like the way how they cook them in the south. 
I used to live in North Carolina, and the first time I had greens, that I went to a restaurant, they had collard greens in their menu, and I'm like, great, can I have some collard greens? <laughs> collard greens with bacon and this other stuff, and they look so dark. I was like, what? Where, where are the greens? <laughs> you know, so greens have to be crispy. So you just blanch them or saute for like two, three minutes at the most. They have to be crispy and bright green. That's where they hold, you know, the, the most amount of minerals. So makes them like really bright, and you can see you pay attention when you're cooking them, and they go from being dark to like brighter, and then they go back to dark. So if you're able to catch them in that brighter point, that's the best time. What does stuff like uh, ginkgo and ginseng factor into Chinese medicine? That's that's a great question because ginseng, especially ginseng. Oh, let's take ginseng for energy. There's three types of ginseng. If you go to a health food store, you ask for ginseng, they don't know. They'll just give you ginseng. There's American ginseng, Korean ginseng, and Siberian ginseng. American ginseng has nothing to do with energy. It's a great ginseng, but it tonifies the yin, which is the cooling aspect of the body. The Korean ginseng is hot, very hot. gives you a lot of energy. And then the Siberian ginseng is less hot than the Korean ginseng, so you can take that more often. Ginseng is too hot for most people. Like, too hot. You only give ginseng. In Chinese medicine, you only give ginseng to somebody that comes to you very weak. And that's another thing. In Chinese herbology, we, don't, we do not use one herb. You never, you don't have that, like in, in, in Western herbalism, you know, if you have a cold and you take echinacea, you know, here it's more like a formula. Why? Because we, we, we know that, for example, ginseng is, pretty, is a pretty hot herb. So you have to combine that with some other cooling herbs in order, in order for the person to take that for a long time without having any side effects. So, uh, so yeah, if you want ginseng for energy, you know, just make sure Siberian ginseng. That's good. You can take that by itself. You can have that in a tea form. And you, if you go to, to the shop right with the health food section, they have all the teas. You can see. You can find one. It has a white box. Siberian ginseng. Either it says Siberian ginseng or it says Eleuthero. Eleuthero is this, this Siberian ginseng. The other one, ginkgo, is uh, they say it's good for the brain, it's good for memory. All that is, is yang related. It's a, it's a great tonic for the kidney, the kidney yang. So it tonifies the kidney. It can also give you sexual energy because that's the energy that comes from. What goat ate the whole bushes from this whole area and he was like getting all these goats pregnant you know 
And then finally, you know, there was no more bushes, and his sexual energy went down. So <laughs> they discovered, they started, the male people, you know, like, oh, let me check that out, you know. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's, that was, that's sort of how it came out to be. But that's a really, really, no, that's really serious and powerful. Horny <laughs> <laughs> gold. Horny gold wheat, wheat. wheat. yeah. Yeah, that you can find anywhere. I mean, all the time.
See, citrus fruit absolutely <coughs> it. But if you if you drink a lot of orange juice, don't you feel like it's like a like a Flemish type of like like sticking in your mouth? Citrus fruit generates a lot of dampness. So to ha- it's much better to have a couple of oranges in the morning than to have a glass of orange juice. Seriously, it generates a lot of dampness. And it has a lot of sugar in it too. So you have to play with that. Do you have any recommendation on like books or something to, so that we can get further information? Or? Yeah. Um, It's perfect time for you to have written a book. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm working on it. Now that I'm, I'm teaching a, I'm teaching Eastern 2 and 3 at a school of massage therapy and the Hudson Valley School of Massage Therapy, so I'm recording all my classes so that I can write about it. But um, that would be a good part. Um, I can email to you, you know, some of the topics and then you can share with them. If that, you, you know, you all come here, right? Maybe you just send it to Jane and she sent yeah, it out there. Yeah. 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 Y
skin. This is, yeah. So, um, you know, greens are really helpful because greens cleans the blood. So it's very hard to get teenagers to eat greens. But, um, you know, there are several formulas out there for skin, but I can't really tell you a formula to choose unless I know what's going on with the person. But when you hear things like, well, it's hormonal, you know, that's like the... That's a way to say we don't know what's going on. <laughs> really, I mean, it's like, yeah. you know. It says what everybody normally says. Right. <clears throat> yeah. What else? Allergies and stuff, can any of this help? Um, for allergies, I do have one formula that is very effective that you can, you can find at a health food store. And that formula usually does it pretty well. And it's called yin chiao san. Yin chiao san. And what this formula does, which is similar to the energy of ginger, if you take ginger on your first days of cold or allergies, you will push the allergy out of your body. But you have to take a lot of ginger. So, But ginger is hot too. So if it's too hot, you can't really do it. This formula treats what we call wind hit. Wind hit. Wind is sort of like uh, an environment pathogen that enters in your body and it gets, it, you know, it shows in heat. So you have like a sore throat, your eyes are red and itchy, and then, you know, constant, you know, sneezing and all that. So you take this formula, but you have to take it in the first two or three days. If it's after, then it's too deep, then it won't work. But if it's on the surface, then it'll push it out. And then, after you take that, then you have to take some, some sort of a immune tonic, you know, so you can take astragalus. That's an A. Astragalus is a great tonic for the lungs, for the defensive chi, that defensive chi that we we're talking about. Because usually, I mean, you have allergies, sure, you have allergies, but but there was some sort of a deficiency on that defensive chi that causes the allergies to spread out again. So you get rid of the allergies, get rid of the cold, and then strengthen the immune system so that you don't get those anymore. That would be the, the Chinese approach to cold allergies and all sorts. So does Chinese, the view is that it's the same thing? Allergy and cold is the same thing? Similar. The they can be treated in a similar way. They're not really the same, but uh, they sort of both fall into this wind-heat pattern. But it can be a wind-heat, it can be a wind-cold, so that depends on the person. If there is always heat shows in the tongue. If there is like a yellowish coating, there is heat. If there is whitish, there is cold. Yeah. Yellowish heat? Yellowish is heat, and white is cold. How about the... World Trade Center syndrome that a lot of us are dealing with, or people that we care about are dealing with. Any suggestions? With uh, yeah, I heard a lot of uh, long World Trade Center syndrome, reactive airway disease, and kind of thing. Yeah, you know the one thing that I can think of is miso soup. I tell you why. Miso soup. Yeah, miso soup is this dirty water soup. It's Japanese soup. There is a story, which um, if you do research on miso, they have this story when. And the story goes that when the when the uh, the Hiroshima bomb 
there was a hospital not too far from when this happened, where most of the people that were not in the hospital got severe reactions, you know, um, from, from the radiation and all that. The people that were in the hospital, this was a very traditional hospital, so the foods that were served in this hospital was like very traditional Japanese foods. They didn't get that much, you know, from, from the radiation, so they started doing research to see what, you know, what were they doing that they didn't get so affected by this whole thing. And they discovered that it was the miso. And since then, M-I-S-O. What's that? Well, the miso, miso, it comes from soy. But it's a fermented soy. And that's a big difference. Soy, there's a whole thing here about eating soy and soy. Traditionally, traditionally, none of the countries where soy is eaten ate non-fermented soy products. You know, soy has to be fermented to be digested. So in Japan, you have you have uh, miso and tofu. Tofu is not fermented, but it goes through a process before it before you eat before you have tofu. Um, but you know the thing the thing with with what may be happening down there is that most people have accumulation of phlegm in their lungs because of dampness. And so then when you have a pathogen that gets into your lungs, with that dampness in there then gets stuck in there. It cannot flow. So any sort of exercise that stimulate, you know, lung movement will work, will help. There is a there is a yoga exercise, a breathing exercise. <coughs> for the upper respiratory um, part, which is that you exhale through your nose really strong. I'm a little congested today, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Unless, uh, yeah. <laughs> but what you, you, really, you really just focus on... But really strong, you know? And just focus on the exhalations, and, and the inhale sort of comes automatically. And that really creates a lot of warmth in the, in, in, in the upper part of, of, of the lungs. So that will, will be a great exercise, I think, to, to sort of like cleanse the lungs. Um, also, one other, a couple of vegetables that are great for breaking down fats in the body, which is related to this flame thing, is radishes. Radish. When you eat sashimi at a Japanese restaurant, sashimi, this raw fish, they usually serve the fish on a bed of this white, white stuff. It, it almost looks like grated carrots, but it's this grated white thing. That white thing is daikon. Daikon is a white radish. And traditionally, they know that the daikon, when you eat the daikon, the daikon will help to break down the fats from the sushi, from the fish. Just the same as when you eat fish, they serve ginger. Ginger, if you eat fish, make sure that you eat something with ginger, because ginger will kill any parasite that may have, that may be in the fish. Does horseradish do? Horseradish will do too, yeah. Yeah, horseradish will do too. But the, this, these radishes, they're very spicy. You see the, the, the flavor that's related with this with this element, the, the metal element, which is related to the lung and large intestine, is the pungent flavor, spicy flavor. So that's why daikon, like these radishes, when you eat them raw, they're very spicy. They're like spicy, but not spicy like... like um, like the 
Tabasco sauce type of spicy, but it's like a spicy that it's cooling. So that really helps with the lungs. You want them stinking also. Uh, yeah. From the daikon or the... Oh, yeah. Oof. Are you all the Japanese girl? Oh, I have got this life something. <laughs> I may need another one, but not this week. So what we have... It's away, but I'm going to keep that quiet. Um, try to get me into trouble. Do you have the rest of this paperwork? Do you have the rest of the, the copies? I can do this. Yeah, well, you can pass it around now. So what, what you have here is the first page uh, has like a comparison of the hot and cold body types. Maybe I should wait for it. Okay, that's it. Okay,
get confused if you don't drink enough water and you may think that you're not thirsty. You know, that can happen too. But what it, what's important is that if you eat a lot of meat, drink a lot of water. If you don't eat that much meat, then you don't need to drink that much water. Especially if you eat fruits, if you eat salads, if you eat vegetables, then the body doesn't really need that much water. If you go to the bathroom a lot, obviously you're drinking too much water. If you're not going to the bathroom enough, then, you know, maybe you need to drink a little more water. If, you're, if the color of your hearing is too dark, is too yellow, that shows heat, too. If it's white, it's clear, it's cold. What should it be? Huh? It should be So usually with dampness, you feel you feel swollen. You feel, you know, even your fingers may, may you know, your ring may not fit in your fingers because it's, it's your, you know, different parts of the body will start swollen. So that will show you that there is some accumulation of water in the body. And your tongue, it's very wet, you know. I don't know if that makes it's sense. It's wet. It's wet. A lot of these are in there. And the opposite happens. When you are yin deficient, what happens to the earth? You know, if you go to the desert, the desert looks dry and it cracks. So you see some people's tongue is dry, it's, it's like red and, and cracked. So that really shows right there that they have a fluid deficiency in the body. Got it. Okay. Kind of discussion. You know? So the tongue says a lot about what's going on in the body. So does the eyes, too. I've heard that if you take the calcium supplement, you take it at night because the body absorbs it. Calcium better at night. That's true. Yeah, because there's so many stories. Calcium. It's going to be rough on your stomach. Right. And your body only absorbs so much at a time, right? If you, if you take a calcium supplement, you also have to take some sort of protein or magnesium. So are you better to get your calcium through milk? We're talking about cheese and stuff like that. How? So how? How is a woman supposed to get her green. calcium? That she green. 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 You get plenty of green. You get plenty of calcium from green. 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 There's a lot more calcium in green than milk. And you don't really need that much calcium either. You know, there's this whole thing about you have to take all this calcium. You know, you you go better. You if you take so much calcium, then your bones are are going to become like really really. Uh, you know, they get really solid. Okay. If they get really solid, they're easier to break. So <clears throat> you better go off with with having flexible bones. You know, you don't really need to eat that much calcium. And every time you eat calcium, if you don't eat something, if you don't eat, if you don't take it from milk, which has protein in it, then you're you're gonna deplete your body from protein. <coughs> like if you take yeah, a calcium supplement. Yeah, I tell you, like so many milligrams and so many this. How do you know what what it is? You know, how how much? How do you know? I believe that it's always better to take your your minerals or whatever from food. So eat the foods that have the calcium in it. You know, you don't really need... That's something you can get online? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize you said no. Where have I been? Oh, my sure. goodness. Sesame seeds. 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 Plenty, like, plenty, like, really, like, one of the highest source of calcium is in sesame seeds. Sesame seeds. No, sesame. Sesame, kale, broccoli, collards. Tahini. I'm sorry, say that again. I think you'd be better off like seeds like um, flax. Yeah. I'm seeds. It really has to be ground. Like we masticated. We're not really given. Yeah. So is that true with sesame seeds too? So you're better off with tahini. Well, sesame—they're roasted. You—they're easy to digest. Sesame is not like flax seeds. Sesame you can eat them and it's okay. And if you roast them, it's easier. So when they're in the bagel, it's actually pretty easy to digest. So. Bagels have it's it's like really hard to digest. No, seriously. Because there, it's not like a sourdough bread that, that you know it's really easy to digest. It's like really condensed mix of sugar, white flour and and, and, and yeast. It's like really no, and then you put cream cheese. And then you put cream cheese, or you put eggs, bacon, egg, and cheese. It's like such a such a bomb. It tastes great, but it's really it's like for your heart. It's like not the best. The ticking time. Who's the other person who said she's too far breaking that out? The radish family. The ginger is more for 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 any bacteria that may be in the ginger. We have to sign in. Yeah, we have to sign in. Yeah, yeah, I didn't sign in. I 